On this episode, we've got Ben and Liam, two guys in their 20s who host Triple J's Breakfast Show, one of the biggest radio gigs in Australia. I had a few experiences at gigs and festivals and things where people would call stuff out to you and what did I do to deserve that? And it was just, I was kind of at my wit's end, to be honest. They've been through a lot on their journey in recent years and have plenty to say about overcoming some pretty heavy abuse and even death threats on the hard road to establishing themselves. Yeah, man, I worried about that post. I, I didn't know about it until you said that line. I, I stayed up the whole night and I read like, I feel like I read like every comment, which brutal, like tearing me apart. They handle immense pressure on a daily basis and have an incredible sense of self-belief that's powerful. Yeah, when it was that amazing thing, that breakthrough moment, like when we both, you know, spoke about it on the radio. There was just such an influx of just love and people, you know, just felt very connected. We started our careers together years ago at a community radio station in Adelaide. They've come a long way since then and have some wisdom to share that's really worth listening to. I hope you enjoy. If I'm honest with myself, that's probably what I try and live my life by. Welcome to Young Blood, a podcast about young men's health sponsored by the Freemasons Foundation Centre for Men's Health. My name's Callum, I'm a journalist, and this is our mission to talk about the stuff that matters and isn't talked about enough. Let's do it. Boys, thanks so much for coming on today. Really appreciate you giving up the time because I know you're busy men. Hey, no worries at all. Anytime. We're not that busy. We'll a big we'll send you a bill after we're done, yeah? <laughs> um, so you guys became Triple J host at the start of 2017. So that's been the best part of uh, three years now that you've been in that gig. But how long before that mm. did you actually start in radio? Well, uh, I think I started when I was about 15. Um, I started when I was 14. Yeah. Did you? No. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know. I, didn't, I was like, <laughs> you're definitely just trying to top me there. But I started in 2012 at this station in Salisbury, PBAFM. Did like a little course there. And then a couple of years after that, I started at Fresh and I was doing a show with another guy. Uh, and then I met Ben, and Ben, you originally started at Fresh with another guy. Yeah, I started at Fresh as well. I was, I think, I was about seventeen when I first started, around the same time as Liam. But I'm a few years older than him. Uh, and then, yeah, we kind of met at Fresh. That's where we cut our teeth. That's where we got our first start in radio. So, I mean, you had, you'd already had that many years in it before you jumped over and, and went to Sydney. But obviously, the difference between starting in community radio, you know, having that relatively small audience. Uh, being pretty well loved and then taking on, you know, arguably the biggest breakfast show in the country. Um, having done that now for three years, how how's that affected you doing that doing that gig? Well, I mean, at the time, uh, I mean, thank you, pretty well loved, it's very nice, but uh, pretty well hated when we started at Triple J. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of crazy now. It's like I feel like where we're at at the moment is how we felt. Um, whilst we're at fresh, like very comfortable, comfortable. Like mm. the, it's funny when you're new to an audience, you know, it's very daunting, but when you're, um, when you start falling in love with it a bit and, and they start to get to know you more, then you're very comfortable. That's also, where you need to be. Yeah. Triple J is a strange, strange beast where when we were at fresh in Adelaide, we felt like we learned a lot of the basics of radio and then we got the job at Triple J and everything you learned, you had to throw out the window and start again, start a new rule book because, uh, Triple J, you know, it's still a radio show. It still does radio, but, it does it very differently than we were originally taught. So there was definitely a big learning curve for us. How long did it take you guys to work that out? Like, was it a bit of a hit to your ego when you thought, all right, we'll just go over and do the same thing we did uh, in Adelaide? Well, I think, I feel like within the first, within the first week, you realize that it doesn't go the same way that it went in Adelaide. I feel like that Christmas, that 16, no, sorry, that, yeah, yeah, it would have been 16 to Mm -hmm. 17 Christmas and New Year, we were like, 
through this and done this. Gonna do the same show we did. Yeah, and then after like two days, I was like, oh my god, I gotta completely scrap it and start. Like it was so strange. Like you would do a call out in radio at Fresh, and people would you know get in touch, and you had to really say exactly what you wanted, otherwise you wouldn't get any callers. Whereas at Triple J, you've got to find a way to get what you want without actually saying it, because then no one gets in touch because. Uh, that quote unquote sounds commercial. When we kept getting these texts, like that sounds mainstream. commercial, sounds commercial. Yeah, it's yeah, too mainstream. We couldn't figure out what that no one was. No to sell but... out and call in. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think we also maybe have talked a bit faster. Maybe we're just used to talking faster. But now we really cruise. Which is kind of, I, I think it's, it's funny. It's like you know when you don't work at Triple J, you know it's kind of like a stereotype. People on radio like, oh man, Triple J is so chilled out. But like you know, we're just being ourselves having like a normal conversation here on the radio so it's when, when you're in it I don't know if it's just like oh no this is just normal to us now and mm-hmm. then you know if you were giving away like cold cans of coke and cold hard cash you'd be like hey it's a bit late here on Triple J and uh, <laughs> that'd just be you know what you're used to but but it takes takes work to be yourself as well like to get comfortable doing that on that stage you know it's easy enough to yeah. say oh just be yourself and relax but the reality of actually doing that's pretty different Whenever we listen back to audio from a few years ago, like at Fresh, I always think we sound so different. Uh, but then I realized that how we sound now will be very different to how we sound in another two or three years. Yeah. So you're always, you're always finding your sound, I think. You never, you never nail it down. Even then, though, I feel like a bit more sure of myself than I did. Yeah. When I was, you know, when we were starting, as I said, like 15, like when I was doing a show with Ben, it was 16, 17, 18. And listening back, I'm like, man, why do I have a British accent? Like, mm. I, was, I was born in Australia. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was just, I was kind of obsessed with like British comedy at that time, like Mighty Bush and Russell Brand and that sort of stuff. So I suppose that kind of comes out. But I suppose that, you know, at that kind of age, everyone's the same in whatever you do. But yeah, I definitely feel a little bit more comfortable in my own skin these days, for sure. You guys, I mean, you mentioned it before, Lambert. You, know, you went from being pretty popular on radio at Fresh, you know, comfortable with your audience to moving to that show in Sydney. I think at the time, Liam, you might have been only 20 years old. Ben, were you about yeah. 21? So, yeah, like, 22. you know, really young. And straight away, you guys copped, like, heavy abuse, which got to the point of, I think, death threats at some stage as well, just insane amounts of stuff online. And it was a real uh, barrage, and it just kept coming. Um, and I know you guys have spoken about this before but what did that do to your heads initially you know just landing in sydney starting this new life having all this expectation and then just getting hit with that straight away yeah it was definitely a wig out um felt like a nice time to to go back and think about that it was, it was pretty much a nine month period really from starting uh right through until uh are you okay day was you know when we spoke out about it you kind of just mentioned it there but that did change a lot of uh, perceptions and, and the way people kind of reacted around us but I think it's kind of, you know, this day and age, you know, we probably could have always expected that, like coming into a new show with a big audience and a show that was previously loved. You're obviously going to cop a bit, but you don't quite realise how much, especially when, you know, you're coming from you know, not really having much of an online following or being in front of like a, an audience that is going to judge you so harshly. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely was hard. Like when I think about it, we were just trying to, knuckle down and do the best show we could but it's it's hard thinking now like sometimes you have hard days in the show where you just can't think of ideas and that but um i used to think like a couple of years ago we were trying to do that on top of copying all that abuse and just trying to block it out and ignore it and still you know put on a show and and try and win people over so because i mean you, you guys probably would have never never had 
any opposition like that or people saying nasty things to you really at any sort of volume at any point in your life and then to have it be yeah. constant um yeah how did you how did you cope with that was how much was that in your mind um I think, it's kind of like the thing i found hard was like i didn't deal with the criticism too harshly like i didn't i didn't i didn't like it but i didn't mind it that much but it's that thing where you're trying to in a sense perform where you're trying to entertain these people but then they throw it back in your face and they say they don't like it. It makes it hard to come in and perform in front of them when they tell you they don't want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, when you're when you're going into those shows, I know it's a lot better now. But when it was really bad, um, was that at the forefront of your mind when you're speaking through the mic on the show? Are you imagining that you're speaking to these people who are saying that they don't like you and they don't want to hear from you, or are you trying to block that out? I think we always knew doing the show, even when it was bad, I think we always knew it was going to get better. Like we always knew that these people would come around. It's just kind of like you're looking for the horizon because at the time you couldn't see it. You knew it was there, you just didn't know where it was. So uh, we love the Triple J audience. We, you know, we love them more than anything because we've won them over now and they like us and we like them. But I think we always wanted them to love us, but it just took a while to actually win them over. So you, you were never doing content every morning going, oh, they should hate me, they hate me. Yeah. So you would do a bit and definitely go, oh, do they like that? Do they not like that? What yeah. do they think? It's kind of you'd do something and you'd be like, oh, that's totally right. And then you'd look at the tech line and, you know, open a portal to hell and be like, oh, okay, maybe not. And yeah. it must, have been, uh, on, must on, be on kind of like a domino effect though because, you know, you put something out there and then you think, yeah, that might have been good. And then the backlash is, oh, that wasn't good. And you're just second-guessing yourself more and more and getting more and more anxious, which for casual free-flowing radio doesn't make it sound yeah better well i mean of course like you know anyone who's ever been successful successful in anything has had to face some sort of adversity and being like you know two straight white guys from the suburbs we hadn't faced a hell of a lot like growing up and i i think like copying all of that stuff like you know when you think of it now it's like when when the odd one does slip through it doesn't hurt as much as we're just kind of used to it mm. so i think you know i wouldn't wish that upon anyone starting out and doing anything that they you know are passionate about and trying to get ahead in. But like looking back on it now, I mean, although very negative experience, you can pick some of the positives out of it and go, well, look, it, you know, it did certainly build resilience. And mm-hmm. I think at a certain point, you know, maybe after like six months, although it still hurt, you would kind of know when you when we'd done something together that, you know, we really enjoyed and made us laugh, you go, all right, well, I don't care about, you know, what some of those people have said. Because I, I have enough confidence and self-belief in myself that mm-hmm. I know that that wasn't as ratchet as they're saying. You know what I mean? Like you, you could kind of, you know, sometimes it would hurt if you've done a bad show and people say it's a bad show. If you if you kind of knew deep down that you'd done um, some, some pretty good stuff that morning and, and then you, you still copped it, then you'd be able to you know, shrug it off a bit easier. Yeah. Has, it, has there been moments though where, um, you know, you did feel overwhelmed and doubt crept in? Because you mentioned self-belief, but I imagine that your sense of self-belief would have to be very, very strong to be able to withstand that and stand up and keep on rolling. Yeah, we always knew what we found funny. Um, I guess just after, you know, the nine months people texting through, you do start to second guess what you think's funny and what's not. But definitely now we're at a stage where, you know, we know what's funny and uh, as long as you back yourself in, I guess that's what we can ask for. But yeah, you do you do hundred percent second guess yourself. It's funny to us as well. And it might not be funny to everyone, but Hell, we, you know, we do it for fun as well. So if I'm enjoying it and Ben's enjoying it, then that's kind of the best we yeah. can ask for. And if, and if, you know, some people do and some people don't, then, you know, that's just the life. And that's even always, if, even if you, you don't enjoy it, I think hearing us enjoy it would make you in turn laugh. If, if you like the show and if you don't like the show, 
then I'm not sure why you're listening. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So chances are whether you're going to find it funny because we find it funny or you're going to actually find it funny. And as far as self-belief goes, like, yeah, 100% I mean, it's mental health-wise, like, it was, um, you know, it was pretty heavy in that in that first sort of period. But I never thought of quitting or giving up. But, I'm, I'm, you know, I think I don't want to put words into Ben's mouth, but I would assume he's, he's the same. Like, as he said, we always knew we'd, there'd be a light um, at the other side of the tunnel at some point. And why why is that, do you think? Like, what drove you... Uh, you know, deep inside to be that way? Is that just sort of the, the person that you are or do you just believe in what um, you're doing so much? I, I think it's uh, it's a bit of both. Like it's obviously a belief in, in what you're doing and it's also like when you've been giving this, given this amazing opportunity, you want to make the most of it. And I think you also, you know, to a lot of people, us just rocking up on the block, the new kids, you know, we don't, we're, not, we're nothing to them, which is fair enough because, you know, they've never met us and never heard of anything. They don't really know the, the hard yards that went in in the years before, you know, like when, you know, this has been like a, a shared passion and vision of ours that we've been working towards for quite some time. So you kind of, yeah, I suppose also in the back of your head, you go, yeah, I didn't work this hard to get to this point, just give up. And also like, it's, it's what we want to do, you know, for the rest of our days. So, you know, at 20, you know, it would be pretty foolish to go, ah, Stop it! I'm just going to go back to uni and yeah, I don't know, be an accountant or something like that. Like, but I suppose I suppose there'd be plenty of people that would, but I guess there's not many that end up getting in a, a position with an opportunity like you guys have too. So you got to factor that in. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I think I think even without uh, you know the triple J opportunity, we'd still be at it in community radio somewhere, whether it be at Fresh or, or somewhere else, chipping away until we can. Um, improve and although we're like quite happy here um, we know we still need to keep working and, and you know raising the bar and um, yeah, that's, what, that's what we want to do you don't have to talk to me like I'm your boss guys it's alright <laughs> <laughs> um, how many minutes are you guys on live for every morning like actually talking uh, that's a that great question. I love, I, love, I love the analytics of the calendar, and that's, that's my ballpark. So I've got we a spreadsheet play, here in front of me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think we play about 10 to 12, 41 minutes of music per hour. So I'd say, on average, like roughly about 20 minutes of actual talking per hour. So in total, we're on air for about an hour yeah. a day. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you guys psych yourself up every day to perform at that level? Because you can't have an off day, really, in your in your position. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life and all of us are going through certain things at any given time. But how do you come in there, you know, get up at 4 a.m. every day, put that to the side and then bring that energy no matter what? It's purely from like, I think everyone's the same. If you kind of have something you're passionate about and like a goal, it's pretty easy to get out of bed. So it's like, it's, it's always, you know, we wake up at 4 a.m. every day and it's, well, you know, every weekday. And, um, you know, like you're just kind of keen to do a good show. If you do a bad show, then it's definitely harder to wake do you, up. Do you feel some days though, like you get in there, like you got either when you get up or when you start the show, and you just feel like oh, I'm I'm not on today. Like how do you hmm, yeah. how do you block that out and put that to the side and and not let that become the rest of the show? No, you just wear it. <laughs> you wear the whole show. No, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I felt a bit flat today, even. Um, and just and it yeah, showed. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think you just you just kind of it. it it's probably one of the things that we've struggled with. Yeah, for sure. You've, you really asked a good question there because yeah, it is a thing that we've asked ourselves. Like when you're having a bad show, a lot of the time it's in your own head and not actually 
happening. You know what I mean? Like you wear like you stuff up a word. And then you yeah, and you're, word you're and your and harshest critic. You're like no one else is even exactly. noticing. Yeah. At the end of the day, with background noise, we're on the radio. Yeah. So, I mean, no one's going to be, uh, you know, as caring as us. But in terms of actually shaking, I guess I guess that's where the job aspect comes in. Like, it is a job, and it's not a matter of going, oh, I don't feel like it today. Like, you have to do it. It's your job. So, uh, I guess you fall back on muscle memory. Like, you know how to do it inside and out. So, even when you don't feel like doing it, you still know how to turn it on. I think another thing is, uh, one thing we've learned is definitely, we used to kind of critique every single break after, like, straight, you know, you'd be like, ah, Triple J go into a song and then be like, oh, yeah, I think that worked because of this, because of that. I uh, didn't work because of that. And if it was bad, you know, we'd go, oh, that sucks, yada, yada. But I think we're getting better at going, look, if I've got something to say to Ben or Ben's got something to say to me, we'll hold it to after the show. And then, you know, it's like a bit of a better space for, for that kind of chat. Yeah, so, rather than like micro-analyzing everything because that can yeah, put you under yeah, more pressure, I guess. Because all of a sudden, you know, three-minute song finish and you're back on air again, you got to do your next bit. So... Um, I think that's kind of key, just kind of like putting things behind you. And then, you know, you can go, you can have a flat break and then have a two or three more sometimes, which sucks. But once you kind of, once you get a little in and you just, you just kind of ride that wave, um, when, uh, you know, when the, the last start happening, you start having a bit more fun. Sometimes like I'll be having a crap morning and then it's as simple as just a good core can completely change my mood because I'm like, wow, that's such a great story. Like they, mm. they kind of, um, or I say, open your mouth and I, yeah, more mother drink that mother in there. <laughs> and I guess you guys feel that the you know the power that you have to turn other people's mornings around as well. Like you know you you with your content you could potentially make your listeners day by bringing that energy. Yeah. So that's got to be part yeah, of it. It's always nice when you see the text line and you and you play a nice song or you do you know make a funny joke and the text line goes I needed that and you go that's nice. Not yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, sometimes you have those moments when people like, you know, get in touch with you online or whatever and you're like, oh, man, you kind of really forget that that's what it's all about because as much as you know you're talking to people all the time, there's a lot of people out there listening like sometimes when, you know, when you're doing it every day, you can feel like, okay, I just got to knock this interview out and you're kind of thinking of the, the next thing. Uh, you're definitely not going like, <laughs> waking up going, I'm going to make some mornings today. <laughs> Ooh, damn, I hope you're tuning in to Triple J from <laughs> 6 to 9. It's not like, yeah, yeah. although you kind of do it for that in a way, it's not always the funny mind. So out, outside of radio, I'm imagining that getting up every morning at 4 a.m. and having to perform at that level, you guys must be fairly disciplined in looking after yourselves mentally and our, physically. Our bodies are temples. Yeah. Now, how wrong you are, McPherson. Yeah, well, well educate, you- educate me on that because I'm interested because well, I know – it's not easy necessarily for everyone to, you know, get enough sleep and, and exercise or just go through certain things that clear their mind or whatever. I'm just interested what you guys do after you go home, you know, at 3 o'clock every, like, every day. Liam's like one of those cars that your friend might have or your dad had or something like that and it just runs forever on yeah. nothing. It never made, yeah. it never serviced. You just treat it like shit. You put in the wrong petrol, you never clean it. Yeah. You're like, and how are you still running? Yeah. Is that, is that actually like the case, Liam? Is that actually the case? Oh, yeah, or no, do you need to play no, that up? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, it sounds like I do, but sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I haven't eaten a vegetable in like six months. Yeah. Um, goes to bed late, <laughs> wakes up early, eats bad food, drink a lot of beer these days. Okay. Yeah. So you're just um, plummeting towards a breakdown. Thanks for the inspiration. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I kind of thing where I'm like, how? I keep thinking, every week I'm like, I should join a gym, but I'm like, how far can I push this? Because <laughs> I'm like, Definitely unhealthier than I were, but I'm like, well, yeah, yeah well, so, unhealthier than I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this, we can yeah, see no, the impact there. 
I saw you get beat up yeah, by Ben in the box. Yeah, I, think, I, I must admit, we are recording this at like 2.30 and it is starting. I'm starting yeah. to go, mm, I have, I'm actually, as we've been doing this, I'm feeling a little bit tired now. But uh, I think I also kind of, Ben and I are kind of opposites in the sense that I'm quite extroverted. He's quite introverted. So I will go out for the night with some friends and go and see a show or whatever. But I guess even, even that, like what's the benefit in that for you? Is that your mental space? Is that the break that you yeah. need? That oh, gives yeah, you- man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll, and then I'll get four hours sleep, but I'll be charged the next day because I kind of had fun last night. Whereas like Ben's not like in a dark space with no sound at 6 p.m. Then he's going to flip out the next yeah, day. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so uh, is having that space and time to go and do something different I guess that makes you feel like you're not just Liam and Ben and Liam constantly like the radio stars, like you have lives outside of that. You must have to get mm. nourishment from the rest of your life to be able to feed into giving your job your all because, you know, you can't just become only the job, I imagine. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's kind of your perspective looking in. And I think it would be for most people, like, oh man, it must be hard like that. But I'm like, I- I'm quite happy if the show's my life, to be honest. I, I like to think that, like, our life becomes part of the show. And I often think that, like, I mean, if I wasn't doing radio with Ben, like, what would I be doing? Maybe when I'm a bit older, I'll, you know, put more work in other things. But I know I still have, like, a beautiful girlfriend, still have great friends and stuff. And I'm like, what would I actually be doing there every day? I don't really know. So maybe your girlfriend wouldn't be as beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'd still be me. talking a lot of shit, whatever it would be. Yeah. I guess you, you must be going out to you know, events and stuff all the time uh, by virtue of your position. So, I mean, is it difficult not to party too much and keep your head sort of screwed on straight when you've got perhaps those opportunities to cut loose, especially, you know, every weekend, but you don't want to go too far, I imagine? I guess you can have fun. depends how much fun you really want to have in a public <laughs> space. But also, once again, like, keep coming back to that introverted, extroverted thing, like your idea of fun, Ben, probably... Yeah, playing games, right? Yeah, hundred percent. My idea of fun is staying indoors. Liam's is going out. So when I'm having a good time, I'm having, I'm having a really good time indoors. And he's also very relaxed. Yeah, and not sleep deprived. Yeah. So yeah, on that Ben, like, where do you get your sort of mental space from, or how do you calm down, quiet in your mind? I uh, just not being with anybody, being by myself. Classic uh, introvert aspect. But yeah, I think like Liam's batteries recharge when he's with people. I.e., going out, and I recharge by just staying at home and. And not seeing anybody except my girlfriend Sam, I guess. But even you know, she has to go in the other room sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> ben has to go into the Ben room. Yeah. What would, you, what would you say you guys do to stay sharp, though? Like, is there anything that you, any practices uh, that you I have? I recently, I've always, I've always done boxing for fitness, and then I stopped for doing it for a while. And I've really found this year that it's helped me uh, separate myself from you know, you've got your home life, you've got your work life, and. Uh, you need that third part of the triangle. You need something else away from those two things. So I found boxing's really good because, you know, you go to this thing for an hour, two hours a day at night and it's just, you know, you get told what to do and it's just totally removed from your personal life and from your work life and it's just that third thing. Do you guys feel like you, do you feel like you struggle with anything in particular with your mental health? Um, I, I feel like I'm in a really good space at the moment. Uh, yeah, I've got great people around me. really love where I'm living. Loving the friends and um, you know people I've met in the new state as well. So yeah, I think you know really really lucky to have um, just a, a good life at the moment. I mean mm-hmm. that's you know still you still obviously have down days and things. Where you're like oh, man, should like you kind of have an expectation of yourself that you need to be a little bit better. But yeah, I think I'm pretty lucky at the moment. And you know obviously that you have times when you're down and times when you're up. But 
You're a Gemini. For, for, yeah, I'm, I'm a Gemini. It is true, but for a while now, I've been in a really good place. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm the same. I definitely, I grind my teeth when I sleep, so I feel like there's some conscious things that I'm not talking about. <laughs> Uh, hence, hence the teeth grinding. But yeah, other than that, like I mean, you get stressed out about things, and you get, you know, overworked, and you and you get tired from you know mental fatigue. But in terms of just like you know mental sanity, I feel I feel pretty ship shape. Another great um, uh, thing as well is like I suppose whenever we have work stresses like that's just a burden we can always yeah yeah you've got the other person to talk about yeah, yeah and like you know you celebrate your wins together and yeah you know you times where you need to knuckle down you knuckle down together as well so I think that's kind of like a blessing in disguise in disguise something that like we have in this particular industry and mm. not everyone has that so that's also something that we're very lucky for. it's a good point yeah we definitely talk about that to each other but it's a thing that a lot of people uh, unfortunately don't have but because Liam and I live very very similar lives and we go through the same problems with each other at work you've always got that other person to talk about it with if I didn't, if I didn't have that, I'd definitely think it'd be much harder. Because you go, man, I've got no one to talk to about these things. And I think that seems to be sort of overall the most important thing for anyone who's going through anything or you know has their own mission or they're under a certain amount of stress and uh, pressure. They just have to have someone that they can talk to honestly about that gets it. And then that's it. Seems like bottling it all inside and feeling like you know there's nowhere you can go with it. That that's what leads to the problems. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, you see that more and more these days, you know, people, you know, trying to promote, um, you know, positive, positive talks around mental health, especially with young men. And, you know, it is really important, but I don't know if it's like, cause I'm getting older that more people are talking about it, um, around me, like friendship circle wise. And that's, you know, it's always been that way. Or is it maybe a sign of the times and people are seeing these kind of, you know, horrible stats and, you know, people are touched by, you know, mental health kind of tragedies in different ways that they, you know, the times are changing a little bit and people are talking out more. I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know, just my reality and maybe I'm lucky to have that or, or that's starting to happen for young people in Australia. Yeah, I feel like it really is. You hear it more and more people sort of opening up that dialogue and I guess it all starts with conversations um, and understanding that everyone's going through some level of whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter what your position is uh, in society or what's going on. And, you know, with you guys being on radio, people felt like they could just attack you and attack you and attack you. And for some reason, because you're some sort of public figure, that's not going to uh, affect you. But of course, you know, we're all we're all human and we all feel things no matter what our uh, job is. Uh, Liam, just quickly, can you just uh, explain what that breakthrough moment was for you guys with Are You OK Day when you sort of brought that criticism to a head yeah well I, I think it was getting around that point where you know we said oh there's always going to be lighter at, you know, at the end of the tunnel but yeah that tunnel was in. pretty long though in the end wasn't it yeah it was a long tunnel boy <laughs> um yeah by by nine months we're starting to go like Ooh, well we're coming up to a year now like is this going to get better when's it going to get better do we have to do this all again another year you know we're going to have a job next year that that kind of thing and I think it was, you know, only a couple of weeks before we just landed on this post. This post just got so many like, likes and comments and it was just getting bigger and bigger. A real black hole of hatred. How was that really hitting you at the time? Was that bringing your mood down oh, and everything down? Usually. I think there was, there was one night where my friend was like, oh, don't worry about that post, man. I was like, huh, what post? And I like went for a look and... Then worried about that post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I worried about that post. I, I didn't know about it until he said, don't worry. And I, I stayed up the whole night, man. I read like, I feel like I read like every comment, which brutal like tearing me apart and then from there i was like you know i'm gonna talk about this like 
you know, it's probably something that we normally wouldn't do. And, you know, be, you know, I only just turned 21 at the time. So, like, you know, the idea of talking about that sort of stuff, like mental health on, on the radio is quite daunting, but it's kind of like a moment of clarity. And I, I probably knew uh, maybe like a couple of weeks before I okayed it that I was going to do that. And, um, you know, Ben knew that I wanted to talk about it. So, and it wasn't like a scripted thing or like a, you know, a real plan thing where I was like, oh, heads up, guys, this is what's going to happen. But Ben knew and I knew and, what were the sort of things that you said? Uh, I was just talking about um, some of the experiences I've had. Um, you know, people had approached me once and got in my grill, which kind of scared me. I was walking home alone, and that that really cut me. Like, you know, you can a lot of the time you can go, oh, keyboard warriors, man. Like, what do they know? And you can kind of make up that their lives are shit, <laughs> and yours is better, um, even though it still hurts. I was just, you know, sharing that sort of stuff, and um, you know, like gave some insight into my kind of private life and how I was dealing with that at night and how how it uh, affected the way I went about, um, you know, seeing my friends and family as well. I know Ben was the same. Like when, even when people are like, oh man, like it'll get better. Like, you know, you kind of feel like they're giving you sympathy, which makes you feel awkward as well. Cause you're like, oh man, seeing all that stuff, like you know about it. And like, I'm talking about like old teachers even were like reaching out and being like, I oh, don't worry about it. Like, yeah. although that was very sweet. Yeah, it's well intentioned, but it just makes you think about it constantly. Yeah. So, I mean, you must have felt pretty brought down by that in the back of your mind for that whole period. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It was like, yeah, when you think about it, you're like, huh, I suppose that, like, yeah, I, was, I suppose you could say it was, you know, depressed at the time. Like, it was just like everything felt a bit shit. <laughs> but, yeah, when it was that amazing thing, that breakthrough moment, like when we both, you know, spoke about it on the radio, there was just such an influx of just love and people, you know, just you felt very connected with the audience, people at that time, and then people came through and shared their stories and, you know, some people said, you know, that helped them have conversations with their loved ones and, and, and get in touch with, you know, people that could help them professionally. And, um, yeah, it was, it was only, it was just like five minutes, but that five minutes seemed like it really changed a lot of things for us. And, Which really know, it, like shows the power of just talking about an issue. Absolutely. Like obviously you've got that microphone and that platform to reach a lot of people, but you get that response because just about everyone can relate to you on some level. And he oh, you know, yeah. goes to show that just speaking about it, well, you know, changed everything for you guys. And even if it doesn't change everything, it can make a, a big difference that can, you know, sway someone one way or the other. Absolutely. And it was, it was, you know, it was scary at the time. And I'm, I'm glad, obviously, that we did it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, I mean, it's still one of the main things uh, when people like, you know, are properly having a, a one-on-one with you. Like even at Splendor, like a couple of weeks ago, like. I, I, a stack of people came up and, and mentioned that. Like, you can always tell when people come over and they're a bit more genuine. Like, oh, man. Oh, are you okay, Dating, man? And, you know, normally they'll share, like, their experience or whatever. And, yeah, that's, like, a really humbling thing. And I think, um, yeah, and, you know, of course it's important that people share their struggles with, you know, their loved ones and the people around them. And, you know, the more you talk about it, the um, the easier it kind of it gets, I suppose. So, yeah, that, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been nice that we haven't had to um, have our own, like as much of our own battles as of recent times as well. So it's, a lot of it feels like, you know, a bit of a nightmare back then. You kind of you block it out and forget about it a little bit, but it does, you know, it's only, it was only a year and a half ago, but it feels you know, like, like a lot longer these days. I suppose the inspiring thing in, in that is that you kept going and, you know, no matter how, bad that got there it doesn't seem there was ever a point for either of you where you were like oh well we're going to pack it in you know you had that nah. self-belief which i think a lot of people yeah. would admire 
Yeah, well, I think, I mean, once again, I, maybe we owe it to each other just being like, you know, I just don't think that's ever been an option for us and um, maybe it's because we've got a shared vision and we always have. So, um, yeah, I'm sure most people would do the same in, in that situation. We've just got uh, a few more things I want to talk about. I know we're mindful of the time. Um, do you guys feel like you are the men that you want to be? On the way. On the way to becoming the man I want to be, I guess. I never, I never sat down and wrote with a man I want to be, but I feel like when you're 20, how old am I, 25? When you're 25, it's definitely hard to to say you're you're at where you want to be at, you mm. know? I feel like once you've had a kid, once you've settled down, you've like built a fence, then you can say, yeah. you, you know, you're the, you're well, the man you I, want to be. I That's guess good. I mean yeah, sort of in, in the in – the, Internal, uh, not necessarily external, in what you've sort of ticked off the list, but sort of right. your, your values and how you feel about how developed you are now. Yeah, I think you can always be a better person. I like to help more people, but um, I mean, in terms of where I'm at at the moment of the person, I'd say I'm I'm pretty well on the mark. Yeah, mm. like you feel like you know. Hang out, probably hang out with Liam more on the weekends. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah that would you feel be like you know who you are. Oh, yeah, I know who I am for sure. I got no shame in saying I know who I am. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, like I don't turn up to things. I don't want to go to them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there to impress anybody. I don't know if you remember, Calum. Obviously, we worked together back in the biz, but Ben didn't rock up to our own going away party in Adelaide. Yeah, pretty bad attitude. He's always. And, he's always well, I mean, you know, I just don't want to go there and pretend to be with people I don't want to be with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I think that's. Very, I think that's an important <laughs> part of being an adult, isn't it? We only have so much time. Yeah, exactly right. You got to pick and choose, <laughs> and that's that, that's interesting though because you're not playing the you're not playing the game. You know, there's a certain uh, expectation, especially in the media industry, where you got to play the game and kiss the right yeah. asses, so to speak. And, and that's also sort of, that's like I, I think that's where Liam comes in handy because I think he I loves him kissing us. Yeah, he <laughs> he loves to kiss, kiss us. No, he's really good. But he's a good people person, so he'll go take the time to meet the person that he doesn't know and shake the hand and and put a name to the face, whereas I won't normally do that. So, uh, But then Liam can also go over the top without something. I help him out that way as well. I'll be like, come on, man, leave him alone, like back away. So, okay. Callum, you may, notice, you may have noticed that I uh, haven't actually spoken in the last minute and a half because I was in another room kissing some ass. Yeah, some execs before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I just shot back in uh, just to finish off the podcast. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, Liam, so will you say that you're the man you want to be? Yeah, I think I think for now, like there's there's – I mean, I, I, I definitely think, like, talking about, um, you know, the health thing, I'm like, I would definitely like to be fitter. I, I think I was always a fit kid. Like, I played a lot of sport when I was a kid. And the care factor... You played goalie. Like, there wasn't much, like, fitness oh, well, required. And you're looking at state under 15. Goalkeeper in South Australia. Yeah, again, what did you do? You, you stood between the two um, goalposts. And just displayed outrageous, you know, athleticism. Not one um, clean you know. sheet for that whole career. Oh, well, you can look up the stats if you want. To <laughs> um, yeah, look, no, I wasn't, I wasn't crash hot. But look, the, the thing is, uh, yeah, I think if there was any one area, I'd be like, yeah, getting a bit of a beer gut now. And that's probably something I'm disappointed in. And just being a bit lazy about diet, exercise. No, that needs to be better. Uh, but I am loving it. Loving the beers, loving chilling out. Loving and the burgers. Loving those burgers. What, is the, uh, what, is the, <laughs> what does the missus think? Oh yeah, because I, I need to be fitter. She loves Part you of for her you. Voice in it. <laughs> yeah, no, she does. But I think she also wants to, you know, be going to the gym more and like eating healthier. And I think that's, you know, maybe part of it is, that, you know, people talk about comfort weight when you're like, hey, I'm off the market. Cool, I'm, I've done well here. I'm <laughs> going to start piling on the weight. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a bit of that going on. But I think that's definitely something that I need to fix. Like, but personality-wise, I think, you know, I'm kind of happy, kind of happy at the moment. 
What are some of the values that you guys refuse to compromise on? I think conviction's a big one for us. Like if, if that's a value, like we're definitely um, definitely not in the market of doing things you don't want to do. You know what I mean? Like taking us a while here, Triple J, to get to that point. But you know, I'll tell you, hearing radio when you hear the person doesn't want to do it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which like, is more common than you think. Yeah, so I think conviction's a big one for us. We both really want to do the thing that we're doing, and um, uh, hard work is the other one. Like I was we both, say that. we both uh, don't have any talent, and so we, <laughs> we we purely rely on hard work, and that's what makes the show work. So uh, as soon as someone kind of comes into our circle to be a part of the show, and they're not hardworking, it just doesn't work. What, what what would you say is something that makes you who you are that's always going to be consistent? I think it's kind of, I mean, it's, it feels like a cop-out, but I like not taking things too seriously sometimes. Like just just having a bit of fun with your life. <laughs> it, it is a cop-out. It sounds like a cop-out, but like I like to sometimes think, you know, when people are stressing out a bit and you go, oh, don't sweat the small stuff. I remember my uncle sat me down and he said, Ben, Akuna Matata. <laughs> and I said, thanks, Uncle Pumba. That was the last time I saw him. He was a pig. <laughs> he was. Um, no, but yeah, yeah. It's Maybe I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm like, geez, I mean, I know that wasn't like Mahatma Gandhi, was it? Like, wasn't, it's not like I'm the Dalai Lama. That's uh, a pretty lame piece of advice. But I think that's what I, if I'm honest with myself, that's probably what I try and live my life by. Like if I'm, sometimes I find I'm like getting a bit stressed about something and I go like, in the scheme of things, if I were to die next week, do I really care about that? Probably not. Yeah. And then, you know, you can just realign what does matter in your life. Yeah. As long as you're happy doing what you're doing, then that's going to keep you on the straight and narrow. Unless, you know, you're happy, but you're, you know, butchering people or doing something that's going to affect yes. others. Hey, you steer do away. Make, steer no, away no, I, I think you've got to, yeah, you've got to make sure you're, you're happy, good, but hard also yourself. you're not affecting others. Mm. Okay. Well, that was very succinct. So don't take life too seriously as long as you're not butchering other people. <laughs> yeah. Very well said. Uh, thanks so much for your time today, guys. We really uh, love talking to you, and thanks for opening up and being honest about um, you know some of the stuff that you've, you've been through and where you're at now. Hey, no worries, Tom. Thank you so much, mate. I'll, yeah, I'll give you an invoice, actually, and then I'll charge you. I'm not sure I'm willing to quite uh, meet your, your pay demands. For your level of celebrity, they seem a bit uh, out of whack. <laughs> no, I think we forgot about it, Calum. It was, it was, it was teamwork, uh, friendship, hard work, and money. money. The last, <laughs> lots of money. Above all else. No, it's all good, uh, mate. Uh, love you lots, and uh, yeah, we'll chat soon. If you got something out of this episode, please leave a comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us grow the show so we can keep bringing you the content that matters. Also, guys, it's really important that we're part of the conversation about our health and well-being, and it's easy to do. Just Google Freemasons Foundation Center for Men's Health and click on the Men's Health Register to sign up and help out with much-needed surveys and studies that make us all better off.